Hey, everybody, this is Rob with Local Tri-Vibe. I've got the, uh, the pleasure of having Jonathan Harris on the line with us tonight uh, from Fat Frogs. Jonathan, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Doing good. How about yourself? Not too bad. Um, I appreciate your time right out of the gate. Um, you know, time is precious. But um, this is uh, we're, we're wrapping up the tri-season, and, um, and I noticed you're with Fat Frogs. So tell me a little bit about the Fat Frogs Tri-Club and, uh, and how it came to be, maybe how, what, your, what your role is with them. Well, we started about back in, like, 2009. We started it as a program through the YMCA, the Great Bridge Y, known as Y-Tri. Um, at the time, uh, Walt Gonzalez and Peggy United ran that. Uh, and that kind of grew after – that was a group that was designed to – people to do their first triathlon, which was Smithfield Sprint. And then when, the, when that race was over, so it was Y-Tri. So – it kind of grew into something people wanted more. So they started out, out with Fat Frogs Try, and then it just, it just grew from there. And we've been doing it, like I said, since 2009. Um, I started about five years ago. I came in as the uh, running coach um, at first and then just started, um, started growing with – some of the athletes and became a full-time um, coach with them about four years ago. Okay. And so been, what is your, what is your background? Um, how did you, how did you get involved with triathlon in the first place? <laughs> That's a funny story because um, I, I um, ended up playing baseball, all through baseball, football, high school, hated running. I dated a girl who ran cross country. I had no idea what that was um, about, <laughs> About 15 years ago, I was um, working at my old job as a uh, news photographer. I was at Redskin Camp, and I was um, with this guy, and he said, I'm going to go run. I'm like, I'll go run with you. And I got about half a mile, and I was gassed. So well, I, I was, like, thinking, you know, I, I, sh- I played sports all my life, and I, I've, let my, I've let myself go. And uh, so I picked up running. And I, you know, I trained myself for a half marathon. Um, a year later, I uh, started doing that. And I did about six marathons. You know, wow. and I, I kind of got, got burned out on running, so I wanted to do more. I always liked biking. I used to mountain bike a lot in college with my buddies. And, um, and it just kind of grew from there. I did my first try. Um, back in 2012, I think. And then I started, I just kind of fell in love with it. I started um, studying the science behind it, um, started getting into a little bit more physical fitness uh, realm. I got certifications as a coach, as a personal trainer, uh, nutritionist uh, recently. And it just just became a, a lifestyle and a coach um, about 10 years ago, I was a news photographer for um, Channel 13, and uh, at the time when we had to drop our two-year-old son off at a friend's house to go cover a, a uh, hurricane, I realized that it was time for me to find something else, and so I, I quit that job and rediscovered, and I reinvented myself, I guess you could say. Sure, sure. Well, it sounds like you have a, uh, like nobody, I don't know anybody who as a, as a young adult or a young kid say, 
I want to grow up to be a triathlete. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody, like, comes into the sport in a weird way, but it, it grabs a hold of maybe not everybody, but the, the, the words you're using and the, and the way you're phrasing them, I hear so many times, like, it just kind of, it grabs a hold of you. It gets your imagination going. All of a sudden, you're like, you're doing these things like you've never dreamed of. Like, so, for instance, you weren't really a runner. You ran a half mile or gasped. You've done Ironmans. You've done marathons. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's a lot of time in, in running shoes. You can't, I tell people all the time, you can fake your way through a half marathon. <laughs> you can't fake your way through a marathon. Or no, no. You just can't do it. You've got to train for it and uh, consistently. So that's pretty neat. Um, yeah. So tell me, um, back to Fat Frogs, what is the, um, like, who, who started it? Because it, I thought they were a bike shop a while back. They were. They were. Um, they were. They were. There's one in Virginia Beach that's still around. There's one in Chesapeake. And um, mm-hmm. that's where it started out. That was uh, Walt Gonzalez's um, base, and that's kind of where it started at. And um, it just kind of, it was close to the Great Bridge Y, and people were using that facility, and then they just, you know, it grew from there, and it just—it was almost organic how it just became what it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have we have people from twenty ages twenty all the way to seventy. You know, wow. you know, we have a guy who just um, turned seventy, and he's still active on the team. Wow. So tell me, because um, I see you guys at all the all the local races. Um, normally I see you from behind or you're passing me because um, I'm, you know, not on the podium. But um, what do you guys, are you guys uh, striving for podium just to get better? Is it uh, different distances or what, what's your main focus? I think it's, I think number one is to have fun. Um, you know, we, we work hard at our workouts, but we also are a pretty close group, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, we always want to do podium, and you know, we always want to be able to um, do our best at the at the at the competitions. You know, and it, but it's it's really to um, to have fun, support our teammates, and do the best that we can at every race, and and you know, do our team proud. Um, mm-hmm. We just had 24 people go up to Montremblant to do an Ironman, and um, you know, it was like a, it was like a huge family there the whole time. Um, wives, husband, kids, everybody came. You know, we actually chartered a bus to go up wow. there. Oh, that's cool. And up, uh, and we we won first place in the team competition overall. Okay. Cool is that? Yeah. That's a great job. Yeah. Um, but, so you know, it was sworn. like. Is it possible that I saw you guys in Puerto Rico um, two years ago? I could have sworn I've seen some fat frogs jerseys almost everywhere I go. We have um, one guy that's done that race done. before, and you, you probably saw him, um, Luis. He does that race pretty much every year. Got it. Because uh, I remember it being a – but I've seen you guys in um, – uh, my. the only Ironman that I did was last year in uh, Louisville. Uh, yeah. And then – when Wilmington, Wilmington's not that far away, so that's pretty easy to uh, to see somebody down there. So, uh, well, how many coaches do you guys have? We have um, we have four. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we got three and a consultant. We have a uh, me and Walter are the head coaches. Mm-hmm. Then we have a um, 
swim-specific coach, David Livesey. And mm-hmm. uh, we have a consultant who lives out of state, uh, Peggy Neidig. She's kind of our – she helps us at times. But we usually always have – Walt and I are pretty much at every workout. So we're pretty much the head coaches, and we, I guess you could say we run the day-to-day operations. So what – you mentioned the workouts. Is there a schedule? Is there, how, do, how does somebody uh, – and you guys, as far as I know, I mean, there's probably other tri-clubs south side uh, in southeastern Virginia. But um, how, do we, how do we get in touch with you? You guys have a website? Uh, yeah, we have a um, website. It's uh, fatfrogstry.com. Uh, mm-hmm. um, we also have a Facebook page. That's Fat Frogs Try as well. Um, we – you know, um, you can always contact me at Jonathan Harris at gmail, uh, Jonathan Harris 22 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we do four workouts. During the season, we do four workouts a week. Tuesday night's track, usually. And then um, Thursday is our, our bike workout. And then on Saturday morning, about 7 o'clock, we do either a long bike or a long run. And then on Sundays, we do bike. Or, I'm sorry, we do swim on Sundays. Um, gotcha. And that, um, and then in the off season, we have a two month off season program we do too, which is kind of, we try to make that a little bit more fun. Maybe take some mountain bikes out and you know do some do a little bit more strength training at that point. But um, we try to keep everybody involved, and you know, and it's one of those things where it doesn't matter what distance you're training for or your experience level. We try to make it, you know, across the board, make it as as easy as possible to not feel left out. So uh, I know it's intimidating for newcomers. Um, are there fees involved? Do you have like a come ride with us, just check us out kind of thing, or what is your uh, – we, you... we always encourage people if they want to come see what it's all about, you know, come out um, and have go do a workout. Anybody's welcome to come try out a workout or two. Um, our monthly fees are $100 a month. And that includes all the workouts, you know, mm-hmm. um, with uh, certified coaches. You know, it's not right. just somebody, not just somebody like, all right, we're going to do this. You know, we, there's a science between, behind what we do. Um, sure. And, I mean, you know, we try to make them as challenging as possible, you know, so they feel like they get something out of it. But, in, um, but they're individual, but there's, you know, there's group rides, but there's also individual things that are going on, individual coaching going on, I would imagine, or for individual Yeah. Plans. Yeah, the, um, the team dues are $100 a month, and then the one on, if you want one-on-one coaching, that's an additional $100 a month. And that's basically you come to me or Walt and you say, I want, I'm training for an Ironman, per se. And we, we basically make your whole training plan for that whole time. That's um, awesome. Put it through. Yeah. Take less stress so, off you don't, where you don't have to figure out what you're doing. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so the funny thing is um, I love this whole – I love everything about this, this serendipitous meetings between people and places. And you see, you see people – it's just a huge community at the end of the day. And um, – and we literally crossed paths, if it's not, if I'm not mistaken, at Rev Three, not this year, but yes, last. Yes, we did. So, the, so for those of you who don't know, I was at Rev Three last year, and I, I, um, I fell. It's I just at the beginning, I'm, and honestly, it was such a rookie mistake. It's embarrassing. You know, everybody says start out in, in your your lowest gear, so it's you know, so it's easy to 
pedal, right, or however that works, the easiest pedal to gear. Yeah. And yeah. I was pulling somebody, and I was in, I was in, uh, you know, my big ring. You know, I just hadn't gone through that thought process. I got on my bike, and I might as well have. I could barely, I couldn't go straight because I was, you know, just in that big gear, and I was towing somebody. So that somebody happened to be taking a video, and I veered. And uh, and a biker went in front of me, and and it looked like they cut me off, but it had nothing of the sort. And <laughs> that video serviced online, and some people were like that guy was a jackass. I said, no, 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 hold on. <laughs> that was all me. And lo and behold, yeah. it was too. I was like, how cool! It was just such a serendipitous meeting that it was yeah. kind of cool. We just kind of ran into ran into each other. Literally, but what what I like about it is it shows um, the sport at its best, in my opinion, in that you got people taking accountability for what they're doing. They're not pointing the fingers. Um, there's just not many places that you get to do that. You know what I mean? Everybody's, everybody's oh, yeah, pointing the finger at somebody else, but um, it ended up being a really neat conversation, and um, we get to set the tone for everybody else. So um, I'll never forget that. It was just, listen, you literally cross paths with people and uh, yeah. from around the country in your backyard at some point. So, Oh, yeah. So what are your plans? What's, um, what's in your future? What kind of races do you have coming up, and, and what are some of the, the bucket list items that are coming up on your plan? Um, I'm doing a 50K in December. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like the last time I did it, I wanted to break five, and I was about four minutes over. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like it's time for me to go chase that. Um, I'm doing, I'm signed. We're doing, um, Eagle man next year is the tri club championship. And we're, we're trying to get a big group to do that. So I signed up for that for next, next year. Um, as far as bucket list, um, my goal is to sign up for the Leadville 100 mountain bike race for the lottery in December. And I'm wow. hoping to get into that into next August. It's a long shot, but I figured I would try it and see what happens. I've not heard of that. Where is that? That is in Leadville, Colorado. It's um, they have um, it's a hundred mile mountain bike race through the. Um, I think it's, I want to say twelve thousand feet elevation. It's oh crazy, God. crazy right. bad. Um, if you ever get a chance to look at the movie. I think it's called Fire in the Sky. It Mm -hmm. talks about it. It's basically some guy a long time ago, Leadville is an old mining town, and they, um, some guy thought of this great idea to have a 100-mile mountain bike race and and just to bring people in. So people, you have, it's so busy, you have to um, do lottery through it. They have a mountain bike race one weekend, and then they have a 100-mile running race the following weekend. Good gosh. And um, about, oh, God, I think about 2014, 2013, uh, Lance Armstrong went up and did it and won it. He beat the guy who had won it like five times in a row. The last four miles he, he ran, he rode on a flat. Oh, my gosh. That's miserable. <laughs> that's a nightmare. Yeah. That's, that's honestly what I envision a nightmare it's like running up the stairs, and the stairs are turning into mud as you're running up the stairs. Yeah. Oof, that's rough. Yeah, but so that's a lottery bigger, system. Yeah. So I'm, in December, you, you sign up for the lottery, and 
you see if you can get in. It's something different. I like I like mountain biking a lot, and um, I kind of put it to the side for a long time, but um, mm-hmm. um, I'm doing it, um, hoping to get back. I've been doing it a little bit more. Um, also, something else that's coming up for me is, um, fingers crossed, um, September 13th through the 15th, um, every, for the, this will be our third year, we're doing um, what's called Rock the Ride. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a ride for pediatric cancer. Oh, and wow. um, it's a 300-mile bike ride um, over three days. Wow. There's, a, there's well, about no, 24 of us. It starts in it starts in we're starting at CHKD mm-hmm. and um, we're riding out to Richmond, taking the cap trail, then going through Midlo- Midlothian on the second day, coming back through like the cap trail, Highway 17, and then we're circling around Hampton Roads and ending at um, at um, Waterside. So and the last. The cap- how do you get to the Capitol Trail? Do you get Capitol Trail from CHKD, so you go down 58 or, or go up 17? We're going, to go down seven, we're going to go down 17, take the Jamestown Ferry over, and pick the mm-hmm. Capitol up there. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow. Yeah, um, we did it last year. We did it last year from D.C. to here, which was like 275. But the D.C. track, it took us, I think it took us about 10 hours to get from D.C. to Fredericksburg because of traffic. It was, it was horrendous last year trying to get through D.C. That's not even fun. That's not even riding. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, cool. So do you, uh, are you coaching full-time? Do you have a, still have a day job, or what does is, what is your day look like? Um, I am – I like to consider myself a jack-of-all-trades and <laughs> master of none. Um, I do um, – personal training at the, uh, at the YMCA. Okay. That's my day job. And then I do the triathlon running, coaching um, the other time, and I work part-time at running, et cetera. No kidding. Um, yeah. Just curious, do you guys have a, uh, a working relationship? Like I was at Patriot Sprint this weekend. Were you guys there on Saturday probably because those are the big races? Yeah, we had a few people there. Gotcha. So, because um, I know you mentioned um, the Smithfield Sprint as well, which is always a fun early season, check your gut, see where you are, kind of a race. Do you guys have a, a good relationship with them? I think they're kinetic multi-sport now. Yeah, yeah. We know, we know those guys pretty well. And, you know, we try, to, we try to go to as many races as we can. We have a couple people doing um, Giant Acorn in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, we, yeah, I mean, we try to support as many local, or local races as we can because, uh, I mean, if you don't support it, then they go away, and we're yep. trying to keep as many as possible around. I mean, it, you know, it's almost like we set this up. But I swear to God, for those listening, we did not set up this conversation ahead of time. You're leading me right into Rev Three and Iron Man. You, what, what is uh, what's your feelings on that? Um, With- I don't know. I'm kind of torn because it's great to have an Iron Man event here. But Rev3 is such a great company that does such a great job on races yep. that they're, they're sorely going to be missed. Yeah, um, and, they, and they don't, they're not going to do anything less than a, the 70.3, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, um, and it just, you know, I think 
I, I mixed emotions. I mean, I've done Ironman events, and and I've done Rep three events, and the Rep three events I just feel like are really racer friendly. Right. Like I feel like the Ironman events sometimes get a little bit corporate. Right. So, you know, I'm I'm really I've done the Rep three races about four years in a row, even when it was challenge that one oh, year. Me, um, so wait a, wait a second. So let me ask you something. So was, did Rev3 replace challenge or, or how did that work? Cause I did challenge as well, but they went, they never, like I went, did the last year, the first one I did was challenge and they never came back. So I don't know what happened there. Did Rev3 just replace them or? Well, Rev3 had it first. Mm-hmm. Rev, Rev3 did it first for like one year and it was, um, I want to say it was Jamestown the first year. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, Challenge came in. I want to say Challenge bought the race mm-hmm. and did it for one year. And then the next year, Rep 3 was back. I don't know exactly how that all happened. But, right. yeah, I mean, but they did it Jamestown the first year. I think it was Jamestown maybe the second year, but it was a point-to-point different course. And mm-hmm. then the last two years, I think, has been the Chickahominy course. Interesting. So the first race I ever did was that uh, Challenge Olympic was my first race. Oh. And okay. I, I got the T-shirt, got the, got the, and I was, but you're right, it was a point-to-point. It was uh, difficult logistically. But yeah. um, this one was, uh, yeah, it was not at Chickahominy that, that year, year that I did. Well, and we had to take the bus, and I thought I was going to miss the bus yeah. or miss the start of the race because the bus is stuck in traffic. Right. right. Trust me, it was, not, uh, it was not a great race to be your first one, but you never forget your first race. But, you know, the funny thing is that, um, that I, I've, done, I've done Ironman 70.3s and I've done um, a full Ironman. I've made a commitment to myself that, I wanted to support local races, you know what I mean? And that I'll, yeah. I'll go to the big race every once in a while, but I really want to put money. So, I, I, you know, you make these decisions in your mind based on where we live. And I was like, okay, well, we've got Kinetic Multisport and we've got Rev3. Those are my guys. I'm going to support yeah. these guys. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I have mixed emotions. I, I, I've had really, really positive experiences with both Rev3 and Ironman. But, you know, I've not heard any – I hear everybody use that same language that you're saying, like they're torn because we love Rev3, and, you know, we know it's good for them. We know why they got bought. We understand it all, but it's just frustrating. And even though it will probably bring more, more triathletes here and more revenue dollars, it's, it was such yeah. a great race. And hopefully we don't lose that, you know, that, that – you know, that uh, hometown local feel because they did a great job, so – yeah, I mean, the, the handwritten notes and, you know, you can grab your family and cross the finish line at Rev 3. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just something you don't, you don't see at a lot of races. No, I will tell you that uh, my wife, I love my wife. She's, my, she's been my Sherpa. I'm her Sherpa this year. At Ironman last year, she um, volunteered, and um, she put herself in a volunteer position at every transition <laughs> throughout the race. And she volunteered as her last volunteer uh, effort for the day was uh, at put, catching finishers. So she actually got to put my medal around my neck and was comp. Awesome. You know, they, yeah, it was pretty cool. She, she really is logistically um, 
she's got shrimp in her veins, but um, she's training for a marathon, half marathon now. But it was really cool, but that's the only way we could do it because they're so strict about your family can't be there. It's only the, yeah. the, the race through, and um, so it worked out. But I don't know. Yeah. It's just, they just can't keep and, taking I mean, those races. I mean, same thing with Beach the Battleship. I mean, that was a great race, and, you know, Ironman took it over, and it's just, it's, I don't think it's the same race anymore, you know. Right. Yep. So, you know, it, it's a double-edged sword, though. You know, there's popularity, and there's it, at the end of the day, this is a business, and some of these people have been doing this a long time. Um, yeah. They need an exit strategy. So I get it. Um, I still want to support local races. And, uh, oh, yeah, most the, definitely. The for sure. So, um, so okay, so you're, you're, um, you've got your hands in a whole bunch of stuff then right now. Yeah, which, I do. Which, just out of curiosity, which um, Y do you work at? I work at the Blocker Y, which is downtown Norfolk, and oh, I nice. also work at the Great Bridge Y in Chesapeake. Sounds very nice. I've been to, I've been to both of them, but I like the Chesapeake one um, nice. So, um, and you're doing, you're riding now, but you ride mountain bike and uh, road bike. So that's, um, not everybody does that, but did you have a, uh, uh, and where did you say you went to college, by the way? I went to uh, college at uh, Texas Tech. Oh, very cool. Is that where you're from originally? Yeah, I'm originally from Houston. Wow. What brought you out here? Uh, my wife's job. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, um, so before we wrap up, because I, I appreciate your time, what what advice do you have for for newbies? I mean, it's pretty intimidating. You gotta. I don't know if you can remember looking back at just the thought of a triathlon. You know what I mean? But if you can put yourself in their shoes or give them some advice, uh, what would you say to them? Um, don't fake it. Enjoy it. You know, do the training. You know, keep consistent. It doesn't have to be hard all the time. Your training doesn't have to be hard all the time. There's days that you have to train that has to be easy. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, just enjoy the experience. Enjoy what you're doing. Don't make it a second job. Make it your hobby. None of us are going to turn pro. You know? <laughs> Not me for sure. Most, yeah, I mean, I don't know of anybody that's going to turn pro. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a hobby. It's just like anything else. It's a hobby. It, you know, enjoy, enjoy it. And if you miss a workout, you miss a workout. It's not your job. Don't, right. You know, that's one thing I, I see a lot of times. People are like, oh, I missed a workout. I'll just double up. Don't do it. If you miss a workout, right. just move on. Um, I tell my wife, that's how you get hurt. You start doubling up and start overcompensating. Yeah. You can't do it. you got to have those rest days. She's like, well, I'll just run four days in a row. Nope, don't do it. Run, yep. rest. got to get that rest cycle going. So, Because if you don't, then you're going to break down and you're just going to be tired all the time. Right, right. Well, uh, well, Jonathan, I appreciate your time. Um, I look forward to seeing you all in the magazine coming up. And um, Yeah, me too. It looks like we've got uh, Fat Frogs Try on Facebook and Fat Frogs Try. Is that .com that we can find you at? Yes. Very cool. Well, listen, I'm going to let you go for the moment. I appreciate it. And uh, train smart, race smart. That's right. Have a great afternoon or a great evening, I should say. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. Bye.